Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. To the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your weekend. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at BatteryPower.com as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. Pleasure to talk with you once again. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest from Atlanta is this. It was a night of thirst for the Braves. And the good thing is, is that it wasn't a night where we saw for the first time the Braves found a new way to lose as we (laughs) experienced plenty throughout the first part of the season, throughout the first month or so of the season. Last night was a night of first for the Braves for many positive reasons. For one, It was the first time this season that the Braves have now won three games in a row. That's right. The Braves have won three straight games for the first time this season. And it could not have come at a better time. As obviously, they have won three straight games following Tuesday night's debacle. After Tuesday night, which the Braves, you know, experienced one of their more inexplicable losses of the season. The Braves have bounced right back. The offense has been absolutely on fire, at least into the point of creating run scoring opportunities. And the Braves have now won three straight games. But also the way that they did it is significant. As the Braves won their first extra innings game of the season. That's correct. The Braves were able to cash in three runs in the top of the 10th. Give Kenley Jansen enough of a lead to work with. He did allow one, one run in the bottom of the ninth. But the Braves were able to win 3-1. to one. And so the Braves are not only experiencing first, but they're doing it in a way in which they are able to check some boxes this week that clearly show, in my opinion, this team is playing at a different level. <clears throat> this team is in a better position than it obviously has been all year. The fact that it you know has now won three in a row, the fact that it won its first extra inning games of the season... excuse me, all that certainly shows. But the other thing is, is that this Braves team, the way that it's done it, it's starting to show that it can overcome even when it's not at its best. So over the past three games, after Tuesday's game, which the Braves lost eight to seven, their run differential in the season was a negative 16. It now is a negative one. The Braves' offense dominated on Wednesday. The Braves' offense dominated on Thursday. The Braves' offense, to an extent, dominated last night. It's just the fact that they weren't able to cash in. Well, finally, they were able to get the job done as they got deeper into the Colorado bullpen. 
And the Braves were able to, despite the fact that they clearly missed on some early run scoring opportunities, the Braves were able to make the most of it at the end of the game. And that's the whole point. Part of the equation when it comes to the Braves playing to their true talent level is even when they may not be able to regularly cash in their run scoring opportunities, if they do it enough, eventually they will start to cash in those opportunities and still be able to win the game. Because that especially rings true when you have a dominating performance like you had from Max Freed. Max Freed last night went eight innings. Zero earned runs. This is only the fourth time, fourth time since the Rockies were in existence that a Braves pitcher has gone eight or more innings and not allowed a run in Colorado. Tom Glavin did it twice. Greg Maddox did it once. Corey McCartney, great find by him. Uh, great writer and overall baseball personality that covers the Braves through various outlets. He, fa- he found this stat only the fourth time, Tom Glavin's done it twice, Greg Maddox once, and now Max Reed once. Only the fourth time a Braves pitcher has gone eight or more de- innings in Colorado without allowing a run. He was absolutely dominant. The Braves bullpen did their job. A.J. Minter did a great job. Kenley Jansen, though he gave up a gave up a, a run-scoring hit, he did a good job closing the door. But the Braves are not only finding ways to win. The offense even when it has an off night, still is putting enough pressure on the opposition to eventually break through. And the Braves, in a short matter of time, are checking boxes that have that, that unfortunately have been elusive all season long. And now the Braves find themselves at 26 and 27 again. They're still a ways back in the NL East. They still got work to do to be in the playoff picture, but you've got to start somewhere. And it's not as if the Braves are looking into these victories. The Braves are playing to their talent level. All aspects of the Braves team for the first time all season for three straight games has truly been in place. There's not been an aspect of the Braves team, whether it be defense, bullpen, starting pitching, or the offense, there's not been an aspect out of those that has underperformed so much that it's cost the Braves a game. That's what truly stands out. And it's exciting to see. And the other thing that's exciting to see for the Braves, in my opinion, is the fact that they are cutting down on the strikeouts. You know, I talked about in May, the Braves led the majors. The Braves had the highest strikeout percentage of any major league team in the majors. Well, last night, the Braves had seven strikeouts. On Thursday, the Braves... I believe, had 11 strikeouts. And then on Wednesday, the Braves had six strikeouts. Excuse me, the Braves had 11 strikeouts on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, the Braves as a team had seven strikeouts. So the Braves are striking out less per game so far this this month. And it's making all the difference in the world. If the Braves put the ball in play more consistently their talent is going to have more of a chance of shining through. And that is what's going to lead this offense to be more consistent. And the first three games in June certainly show that. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. So the excitement for the Braves and the opportunity for them to earn their longest winning streak of the season. There's actually plenty to look out for, to watch for with excitement on Saturday as the Braves will play their third game of the series against the Rockies. For one, as I was mentioning, the Braves had the chance to produce their longest winning streak of the year at four games. That may be hard to say, that may be hard to think so far as we're in June, but hey, you've got to start somewhere. And so the Braves have every opportunity to be able to get their fourth straight victory on Saturday, their longest winning streak of the season. But the other significant thing that comes from this is that the Braves also have the opportunity to get to 500 for the first time, I believe, since April. And that would allow for them to be able to have a a starting point. That would allow for them to be able to be at 500. They would be only the seventh team in the NL right now. Only six teams right now in the NL are at 500 or above. And so, well, excuse me. I believe actually the Diamondbacks are there as well. Um, But the, the big thing is for the Braves. Yeah, no, yeah. So if the Braves were able to get to 500, they would be one of seven teams in the National League at 500 or better. And so they clearly are starting to inch their way back into the conversation of, okay, here come the Braves in terms of being, again, they're nowhere near where they should be, but they're starting to show signs of really starting to enter the picture when it comes to true teams in the NL that have playoff aspirations. So the Braves have the ability to get their first four-game winning streak of the season, They have the ability to get to 500 for the first time, I believe, since April. And then the other thing is is that the Braves could have the chance to get a positive run differential. And that may not seem that big of a deal, but to me, that truly is a sign that the Braves are showing that consistency. I've said many times over the season, if the Braves can just get a stretch where their bats could play to their potential and they could support their solid starting pitching, if they can get a stretch going, they can truly show they are better than a lot of teams in the National League, and that's what we're seeing. The Braves have been 15 runs better than the Diamondbacks and the Rockies over this past three games. The Braves absolutely can continue that tonight. And the other exciting thing is that we'll be able to see Spencer Strider for his second start of the season on the mound in Colorado. Now, in his last start against Arizona, unfortunately, Strider was hurt a bit by some defensive miscues, one in the outfield by Marcelo Zuna, one by um, Matt Olson, and, and the following at bat after both of those defensive miscues resulted in five of Arizona's six runs in that 6-3 to three loss this past Monday night. But the thing that stood out to me about Spencer Strider was in that first inning after a defensive miscue by Marcelo Zuno that would have helped the inning end. And then Pavin Smith was able to hit a three-run home run for the Diamondbacks. The big thing that stood out to me about Spencer Strider, he didn't let that affect him. He was able to regain his confidence and remain somewhat dominant 
for the next two or three innings. He only went 4.2 innings in the game. He wound up taking the loss. But I don't think that Strider's numbers were as bad. Strider was not as bad as his numbers appeared. Seven strikeouts over 4.2 innings. Did a very good job of locating his fastball for the most part. Spencer Strider, it's going to be exciting to see what he can do in Colorado. Now, the thing is, is that obviously he's going to miss bats. You hope that the home runs don't become a, a, a part of, of hurting him in a second straight start. But you should see Strider be able to have some success against the Rockies lineup that's not all that talented and does have some swing and miss potential attached to it. So seeing Spencer Strider on the mound for the second straight time, this is going it, it, it for the Braves starters. And Spencer Strider kind of is in that fifth starter spot, though he's not necessarily fifth in the order. The big thing that we've seen from the Braves starters who have tried to claim that fifth starter spot so far this season is they'll have a good first outing, but then after that, they can't be consistent with it. Can Spencer Strider, who didn't have that outstanding of a first outing, can he at least have a solid appearance this time around and put the Braves in a position to win? That's all he needs to do. Because the Braves should be able to produce on the offensive end, because once again, they're facing the left-hander. Again, entering this past Wednesday's game against Madison Bubgarter, at that point in time, the Braves were fifth in the National League in OPS as a team against left-handers. They had the fifth-best OPS as an offense against Southpaws in the majors before Thursday. They faced two back-to-back left-handers on thir- or on Wednesday and Thursday, excuse me, and they won six to nothing and thirteen to six. The Braves should have plenty of opportunities to produce against Kyle Freeland. The big thing, the big thing for the Braves, can they cash in those scoring opportunities, and can Spencer Strider limit the Rockies' offense enough to be able to allow for the Braves to get an early lead? That's what's going to be fun to watch. And if they do, the Braves will have reached a point that they haven't reached. For much of the season, a four-game winning streak, a positive run differential, back at 500, and a series win, their first four-game series win of the season. A lot of opportunity is out there for the Braves tonight. And again, it may not seem that significant, but it's been a very good week so far for Atlanta. They have every opportunity to continue it and end it on a great note. Hopefully, they'll be able to capitalize, and Spencer Strider will be able to have a great start that perhaps could solidify his spot in the rotation for the foreseeable future. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at BatteryPower.com and at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
Questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. 